Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on DRW. This is your host, Brandon Macy, and I am very excited about the two guests that we have with us today, Angela Parker and Chad Parker. And we did mention Angela first because we know who the real glue is that keeps this whole thing going. <laughs> um, very happy to have you guys on. And uh, Angela is the financial administrator, administrator uh, for Royal Wood Church, and uh, she does much more than that. Chad Parker is the executive pastor for Royal Wood Church, as well as the other 20 hats that he wears. Um, he is a counselor. He is heading up uh, the uh, Center for Apostolic counseling and doing many many other things and we are excited to have them on we've been very excited to have you guys and very thankful to have you guys here with us at royal wood um for almost eight years in november right correct um so we're really thankful for you guys and we know that just recently we found out that you guys were going to be moving on and uh, I promise I will keep the tears to a minimum in this podcast. But we, um, I know that if every single person that is a part of Roywood could thank you guys, they would because of the role that you've played in their lives. Chad, I know that, or PC as I call you, um, you have counseled, you have led um, all of our departments, and just many other things. Angela, I know that you've been very involved with ladies' ministry, uh, which is lace here at the church, and just many, many other things. I mean, I'm thinking about the snacks that we're not going to have <laughs> in the office. And guys, if you have enjoyed cookies or anything like that at any event, balloons. you have balloons, yeah. <laughs> anything festive, you have Angela Parker to thank for that. So it's always got to be a party. It's always got to be a party. So I want to personally thank you guys, and we'll get into more of that um, in this podcast. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys, or, or let's kind of even go back further than that. I don't think everybody knows what you guys were doing before you came to Royal Wood. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, before we came, we were actually at the Children's Mansion, Tupelo Children's Mansion, mm -hmm. and had served there for nine years. Um, so we played lots of roles while we were there. Uh, I was a social worker. I was a teacher. We served as house parents. Uh, Angela worked in sponsor relations, and then she moved up to the financial department. Um, and then finally, as we ended our tenure there, I was the director of residential services, which is kind of was oversight of uh, all the operations in regards to house parents and the kids. And then Angela was actually a comptroller, so she handled the finances. So tell people a little bit more that do not know what Tupelo Children's Mansion really is. So uh, it actually originated as what you would uh, think of as a traditional orphanage, uh, 1954, something like that, I believe. Um, so what it's referred to now is a residential group home. Okay. So it's basically for kids that, uh, for whatever reason, have no place to be, uh, whether that's uh, 
you know, their parents have passed away and maybe they are the traditional orphan or they may have family, but for whatever reason, they're unable to take care of them right? Um, because of financial crisis or uh, other circumstances. A lot of times you'll get kids, you know, who's, uh, their grandparents were their primary guardian. Grandparents became too old uh, to take care of them, so they would place them at the mansion. Um, and I think right now they have a lot of children that are dealing with some struggling adoptive placements, and so the kids are there uh, at the moment. Now, haven't they also had a place before? I don't, I'm not sure if they're still doing this or not for, like, mothers who had children early and that sort of thing. So that was New Beginnings, okay. uh, which is okay. separate from okay. TCM. All right. So New Beginnings is a, an adoption agency, and they had a crisis pregnancy center. Okay. They are there in Tupelo as well, though. Okay. Yeah. So it, they kind of worked a little bit hand in hand. Yes. And then you guys actually have adopted kids yourself. Angela, right. you want to speak into that? Yeah, so we um, we actually always had said that we wanted to consider adoption for our family. Um, but we actually found out after we were married that um, the doctors told me I probably was never going to be able to have children. And so at that point, we decided after a bunch of um, procedures and tests and all of the things the doctor told me it probably wasn't going to happen. And so we decided to pursue adoption at that point. And we actually adopted Caden first. He's our son who is 14, about to be 15. And then we actually adopted two boys from the mansion that were residents there at the mansion. They are biological brothers. And we adopted them. And then um, after we moved back to Houston, we had Keeley. Mm-hmm. was a miracle. She's our only biological child. Um, but God just worked a miracle and allowed us to have her. And then he surprised us with Kate which was another adoption yeah, in our family. So Well, and I know you kind of just blew right past that, but an amazing thing for you to be told you're not going to have children. Right. And then all of a sudden that happened. And, I mean, I remember that whole process very well. And you guys were shocked, Yes, I think, for, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Because hadn't you guys already been in discussion getting uh, uh keely or no or, or i'm kate i mean kate. kate no so kate was born um there's 11 months between the girls. okay okay so she was born after keely okay um but no we thought our family was complete like i was okay. you know boy mom we had the three boys um so keely was definitely a surprise and then kate was another huge surprise <laughs> yeah that that was just an amazing thing though and you know again we could talk about how all of that happened I mean, I remember um, a service where I think it was my sister. Yeah, Brittany. Prayed with you. She did. So she um, she said she felt like the Lord impressed her that she was pregnant with Canaan at the time. Yeah. Like very large pregnant with Canaan. Yeah. And um, she came up to me and like bear hugged me. And she said she felt like God told her if she would place her belly against my belly that God was going to heal me and yeah. give me a baby. And we found out just a few months after that that we were expecting. That's so, so awesome. Yep. I, You know, and that brings me, I'm trying not to cry now, but <laughs> um, because to me that speaks back to like times in the Bible where Jesus spit in the dirt and it's like, what, what in the Why world that? is going yeah. on? <laughs> and just, you know, somebody, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that, Brittany did that, me but too. but somebody doing something like that that had to feel like 
oh god this is going to be so awkward it was awkward yeah but but i feel like putting my belly on somebody and, and yeah. telling them that and then god coming through and doing that miracle I'm is thankful just that she obeyed him amazing yeah. yeah that's amazing so you guys you know have not only helped people do that i mean you have been involved in the adoption process yeah. and all that yourselves and that's that's so commendable um my uncle adopted four kids, um, started out adopting one from birth, and uh, I mean, literally, he was weeks old mm-hmm. when they got him, and then adopted two twin brothers and a sister all at once. And so, you know, in our family, we're very close to the adoptive process, mm-hmm. and I remember how all that worked and how there were some issues there with because I believe they were five when he got them and the tough thing when you're adopting kids is you don't know what their backgrounds were i mean right. you research it and you do all these things but they had to deal with a lot of the issues and challenges that they had faced in their lives and my hat goes off to anybody that decides to do that it, it's a huge undertaking it is but what, it's been such a blessing to our family so how many altogether is it with adopted and <laughs> five? So we have okay, five, five altogether. altogether four are adopted. <clears throat> and what are their ages? Can you, can you recite that? 29, 27, mm-hmm. 14, five and four. Okay. All right. That's so, correct. Uh, no, no, notice, 14, notice Chad. six and five. I'm sorry. Our girls just had birthdays in April. Okay. 14, okay. six and five. Yeah. Notice Chad immediately looking at yeah. Angela going, this is on you right now. You- this is terrible. <laughs> ben and Chris, if y'all are listening, I'm sorry. I can never remember how old our yeah. oldest boys are. I have to like stop and think. Well, and I don't think I've had the chance to meet Ben. I've met Chris, mm-hmm. obviously, because he was going to Roy Wood yeah. and still lives in the Houston Chris area. Chris lives here in Houston. Yeah. Ben and his wife um, and his family. So we actually have three grandchildren now, too. Oh, my so goodness. So Chris has a daughter, and then Ben has two sons, Ben and his wife, Tamara. Um, they actually are in Tupelo. So with us going That'll back, be great. we're going to be close to them. So we're... Very excited about that. So, Chris, if you're listening to this, it looks like you're going to have to move. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not sure if they asked you for permission to move back to Tupelo, but... They didn't. We're just waiting on him to join us there. So, you know, for those of you, again, that do not know, you guys are now literally full cycle going back to Tupelo, obviously in a completely different uh, position, Mm -hmm. but it's vice president of what is it the great potentate something i'm not <laughs> what what is it it's vice president it's the, the official title is executive vice president okay and angela will be the executive assistant okay so you're going to be assisting the vice president i don't know the executive <clears throat> oh yeah oh, the executive yeah. vice president you got to get that in there yeah i'll be assisting sister judd who is the executive director so i mean you know again huge loss for us it it's you know, when we found out about it, uh, the staff found out on a Saturday. It was told to the church on that Sunday. And, you know, it, it's hard to wrap your mind around that. You feel excited um, for you guys' future because I know that this is a uh, a huge promotion for you guys. Um, you know, within... Within the organization of the UPC, United Pentecostal Church, that's one of the highest positions 
that you can have. I mean, you're going to be working with people who are over districts. You're going to be working with the general superintendent. I mean, you're like way up there, you know? (laughs) Um, So I know that that is a huge thing. And I, I know that a lot of things that you guys have done here have probably prepared you guys for this. Um, you know, I think pastor said this, but it's good to know that at Royal Wood, we have people that are wanted elsewhere. The bad thing is for us is that we're losing, you know, two of the greatest people, um, that I've had the opportunity to ever meet. And if you've ever, uh, received a message from Chad, it's always going to be very timely uh, it's always going to be exactly what you need to hear. And, you know, again, I, I can't even look at you guys now while I'm saying this, but Chad, you've written me some of the, the most timely things I've ever received. And honestly, some of the nicest things, like I had to go back and check and be like, is this, did this come from Chad <laughs> or is this Jesus? Where, who, who is this from? And, um, you know, you recently, uh, grabbed me one morning and said, Hey, I want to talk to you for a second. And, uh, you know, you, you, um, you had said, you know, Hey, I just, I had a dream about you and, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to not get emotional here, but literally was exactly what I needed and, and sat with me and told me some things. And it was like, you didn't even know, uh, that I needed that at that moment. And then if you've ever had the chance to be around Angela, you know that she's just got that happy party attitude all the time and, you know, has just been a huge help in so many ways to the church. And so I want to publicly thank you guys. Again, I know that we're going to have a time that maybe we're even going to get to hug you guys. I don't know with everything that's gone on with coronavirus. COVID. <laughs> we right now we're just like crying from afar and and like air hugging you guys, but I know there's going to be a time that we'll get to officially tell you bye, so I'm not trying to to jump ahead on that, but I just wanted to tell you guys publicly um because I know that again, if everybody had the opportunity, they would tell you guys, "Hey, you impacted my life in this way. You did this." And then for me, um, you know, the the tremendous loyalty and and just support that you've given my mom and dad as a son, I can't thank you guys enough because I know that y'all came in a very rough time for Royal Wood, a very transitional time at Royal Wood, and literally just stepped in and propped up pastor and my mom and i appreciate that very much um let's get all that sad stuff out of the way (laughs) my goodness um let's talk about what is next for you guys um i mean what so tell us a little bit about what all you're going to be doing and i know that that's you're going to be finding out kind of as you get through this thing but what all are you guys going to be doing at tupelo and kind of being involved in there Well, I know um, for my position, and we don't have like our official um, job descriptions yet, but I'll be working closely with Sister Judd, and she um, 
I'm not sure what the right word is, but kind of serves as a liaison between all the different departments. Okay. So the school um, <clears throat> residential um, sponsor, relations. sponsor relations. And so I'll be working with her um, just assisting with the the running of those departments is my understanding. Okay. Um, which I love because I kind of get to be involved in a little bit of everything. Yeah. So. Well, you're going to do, you're going to do great with that. And again, there are many departments that are involved in all this, you know, um, Tupelo Children's Mansion, when you say what it actually is and stands for, there's so many things that go into that. Yeah. I mean, you've got corporate sponsorships and all these many things. And <clears throat> again, that's been one of the things, PC, that you've helped the church with a lot through Serve the City, through CWAP, CPS, that we've been helping out and have been staying here on campus almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have brought all of that back into Royalwood. So what kind of things are you going to be doing? I know it's going to be a huge responsibility for you. So uh, my understanding is that I will be helping a lot with um, some development projects, you know, financial development, <coughs> fundraising, um, kind of overseeing some projects that are happening on campus. Really the more the administrative side yeah. of, of the functioning of the mansion as opposed to the day-to-day child care and operations. Well, and again, that's what you've been doing here at Royalwood, and that is literally your strength. I you know, when all this happened, and I know everybody said this, I was like, how do you replace them? I mean, you, you just can't do it. And so I think we decided we're not going to. <laughs> and so uh, I jokingly told Chad, I said, look, when you get to the place where they literally retire your dress shirt and they hang that from the rafters of the church, you have arrived. So we have literally... Yeah, yeah, his number has been retired <laughs> And uh, that's not going to be moving forward. But that's that's really exciting. And I'm sure there's going to be opportunities in the future. You know, tell tell people a little bit more about how that works within the organization and stuff. What what things will be happening there or, or how does the organization kind of feed into that? So uh, the UPCI has a department called the Office of Education and Endorsement. Uh, and within that office, uh, the organization will endorse particular projects or organizations uh, that provide some form of a ministry, but it doesn't necessarily fall under the uh, oversight or purview of the uh, UPCI. Right. So Tupelo Children's Mansion is part of the Office of Education and Endorsement, has been an endorsed organization, and I believe it is the first and oldest endorsed organization of the UPCI. It's the largest too, isn't it? Like the the, uh, probably so. I mean, it, it's a it's a big operation. So the TCM board is made up of what they call cooperating districts. So these are districts that have agreed to support the mansion in particular ways, which at the moment involves twenty six of our fifty one districts, however many there are. Yeah. Um, and so the, the of the cooperating districts, then their district superintendent and district secretary are a part of the board. Okay. Um, and then there are also um, maybe half a dozen, I can't remember exactly, of what they call at-large board members. So these are people that are just appointed uh, by the overall board to also sit with the board. So. Well, one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize is the mm-hmm. enormity of the, the, the UPCI. I mean, I remember 
you know, obviously my dad's been involved in, you know, he's now on the foreign missions board and all these things. And I remember when I had my license, when I would go and be involved in these meetings and I was in some round tables and all this kind of stuff. And you start hearing the financial things and, and all the things that the UPC is doing and all the missionaries that are going out. And it is a enormous undertaking. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is kind of the corporate side of the church. You know, we're obviously a part of the UPCI, but you know, the, the, again, the enormity of all that, I don't think people realize how huge that is and the undertaking, the mass undertaking that it takes I mean, I talk about all this, t- all uh, about this all the time, with Daniel Bernard, who his dad David Bernard is the general superintendent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't see how your dad does it. Yeah. I mean, traveling all over the world, you know, meeting with all these leaders and all this kind of stuff, and you know, congratulations to you. You're about to get a taste of all of that on a huge scale. So. Yeah. That's going to be exciting, and and I'm sure a lot of challenges coming with that. Yeah, a lot of what you say there actually applies directly to the mansion as well, because a lot of people haven't been there, right? Right. Most people, if they've been around the United Pentecostal Church for any length of time, they've heard of Tupelo Children's Mansion, but they really have no concept of just how large of an operation. They think it's like one big building where all the kids live. And when you go on the campus and you see the school and the chapel and the you know the administrative offices yeah. and the maintenance department that has to keep the grounds up it's just it's really an amazing amazing operation grounds. that's there over 20 acres uh and what's it was it 40 i'm not sure i don't remember but a lot of buildings a lot of buildings <laughs> so so it, what all is on campus there Everything. so yeah so the residence halls or the dorms are there um there's a school with um, several buildings. And, I mean, actually things have changed since the last yeah. time we were there. So yeah. um, there's administrative offices. There's um, staff homes, you know, are there on campus. Uh, quite a few of the staff live on campus. Um, a dining room, dining hall, playground area. There's Full a, church, mm-hmm, right? There's yeah. a large athletic field, pavilions. I mean, it's just it's a massive operation. And you guys are going to be playing a role in the church too is that right or doing something with the church yeah so you know when it comes to the mansion everything revolves around the mansion so the school is the mansion the church is the mansion right uh so it's all part of just one gigantic operation so you know any roles that you play at tcm you play those roles as a whole okay so yes we will be you know a large portion of what's happened at the church will be involved in. And and how many how many people are there right now as far as uh, student? I, I don't know what you call them, students. Yeah, residents. Residents. So I believe as of today they have a hundred and one okay residents, uh, and I believe it was like forty seven staff members plus wow. you know their children. Right. So well, and you have to obviously as we've seen. With CPS and CWAP, you obviously have to have a lot of staff to -hmm. be there. And, again, when you're talking about cafeterias, you're talking about all this stuff, I mean, that's a huge undertaking. Just support staff. Yeah, 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 that's a lot of people. If I know you, and I do, I know that you've already, your brain has probably been a whir 
uh, of things that you want to do, things that you want to be able to help with. And so I know that they're excited about you guys coming. Um, you know, this has been what, like a two year search basically, right? To get someone. Yeah, I believe that's correct. And, uh, they finally found you. <laughs> uh, and of course you were there before and, you know, I, I think it was you that said this or, or maybe pastor that said this, that when he had talked to, uh, to, to brother Judd, that he had literally said that you guys are just the, the perfect fit. I mean, you've got the heart for it and everything. Um, I wanted to talk too about some things that you guys have done here since you've been here. Um, Obviously, you guys have put a lot of work um, into Royal Wood, have done a lot when it comes to growth and all the things that you guys have done. Tell people a little bit about what y'all have done since you've been here, because in the eight years that you guys have been here, uh, that's a, I mean, that's a double presidential term, right? <laughs> um, you, you guys have done so many things, and you know, you guys could speak to that a lot more than I could. But, Chad, you guys came on as student pastors, mm -hmm. correct? right? That was in uh, eight years ago. Yeah, 2012. So tell a little bit about that and the things that you guys have done while you've been here. Yeah, so we uh, were hired in as the student pastors and served in that capacity for about a year and a half, almost two years. Um and then the Bernards came in, and we moved into the executive pastor role. We got replaced by the greatest student pastor yes. and his wife Definitely of all Definitely a God thing. They, are, <laughs> they, they really are amazing. I, I tell are. people all the time. Um, but, yeah, so you guys stepped into that role yeah. kind of right away. So it was, um, you know, I guess maybe a year into it, pastor kind of asked us to also oversee the children's ministry. So we kind of did the dual student children's ministry um, prior to the Bernard's arrival. Um, and then that's kind of at that point, then it was like, okay, well, we also want you to kind of look into this department. And that's kind of how my role began to morph into what it is today, which which kind of turned into just kind of being over all the departments <laughs> <laughs> and all the volunteers. So, but, you know, a, a lot of, I, I can't really take credit for a whole lot of anything because we've just had such a tremendous team throughout the entire process. I mean, people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's Houston, so people come and go, jobs move, and, and people move around. But there has not been a time that I can ever look back and go, man, we were lacking at that moment. Right. We've always had solid leadership, solid volunteers, uh, and people who, you know, not only were uh, capable of doing the work, but had the vision and the drive and the motivation to move the kingdom forward right. under Pastor Macy's vision here at Royalwood. So, you know, we we have been involved in a tremendous amount of things since we've been here, but uh, I can't look back really on any particular thing and take credit and say, well, we started that or we did that because we've just always really functioned as a team. Right. You know, from, uh, even from our, our staff meetings and the, the staff, the paid staff here at the church to – like I said, our department heads and volunteers, everybody just, it, we move as a body. It's the right. unity, I think, that really drives the mission home uh, for Royalwood Church. Well, several things about that. First of all, the Bible says give credit to where credit is due. So if you don't want to take credit, I don't mind shoving it on you. 
<laughs> because <being> yeah, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you being humble, but <laughs> we know those that are on staff, those that are, you know, uh, a volunteer or in leadership in some way know that that speaks to, of course, your great leadership and you passing on the things from pastor. Um, and you've done that in a great way. And the thing that I appreciate to me that speaks to great leadership just in general here at the church is that there's never anybody that singularly tries to take credit Mm -hmm. for anything. If If you were ever able to be a part of staff meeting, you would see that we bring up something, everybody speaks into that. And to me, that is the strength of what we do here is the fact that everybody's speaking into it. It's a collaborative effort, and it comes through. I think, you know, having ownership of things is great, and and all of our leaders here have that ownership, but everybody's speaking into it, and and you feel that. It's like uh, when we all pull together, right? right. And and obviously a threefold cord is not easily broken, and so there's strength in that number, and you guys have done a great job in leading from the point of saying, hey, let me hear from you, and and why don't you tell me your plan for this, and then coming back and maybe saying, that's great, let's do this, what if we add this to it, and then it has made Royal Wood where we are now, which is you know, in the greatest place that, that that we've been in all these years. I mean, I've had the opportunity to be here since age three, and so um, we're not going to talk about how old I am now, <laughs> but it's been many years. And to see Royal Wood come from, you know, 50, 60 people into where we are now and, and you know, all the daughter works and everything that's gone out of the church has been amazing. Now, I know that not only have you guys played an incredible role here, Personally, you guys have done a lot of things. Angela, I'm not going to spoil this, but why don't you tell people what you've recently done while you've been doing everything and and having cookies with the RW on there and and making sure that we're all getting paid. I'm going to hug you for that just as soon as this is over. The most important thing is as long as everyone got paid. Making sure that everybody gets paid is a huge reason. That's why everybody loves me. That we love Angela, (laughs) and no matter what she does, she can do no wrong in our eyes. Um, No, so I recently um, completed my bachelor's degree, in business, which I was on That's like awesome. the 20 year track. And, um, I started, um, college when I was 17, but just life and, um, multiple changes in my major well, adopting all these kids adopting and all, all this, the yeah. kids and moving all over. Um, but yeah, I finally finished, um, this spring. So that I'm is excited. awesome. And then I'm going to brag on my husband. So I think one thing that has been cool is while we've been here at Royal Wood, um, we both have, continued our education and so um well chad had his master's already but then he was able to become a licensed professional counselor and get that licensure um and then you know like you you mentioned this but basically built a small counseling practice on the side too so i i don't know how i mean again you know when when you go through all the things that both of you guys have done and and chad all the things that you have done from you know, the Center for Apostolic Counseling, 
and all that stuff. First of all, all Teaching. the pastors, all the pastors in the area are going to be mad because they've been sending their saints and people in their churches to you so you could counsel them. And, you know, I don't see how you were able to move forward with that, become a professional counselor, all the things that you've done. We don't like to be bored. It's it's amazing. I know. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing. We said Chad wears many hats. Well, if you know, he's going to continue to do that. He's Mr. Hat Rack. So <laughs> he, <laughs> I know you've never thought of yourself as a hat rack, but uh, now you will. But, again, you guys have done so many things here, and even on a personal level. I don't know how you've juggled all the stuff. Well, one thing, and he didn't mention this, but one thing that I think that's really cool that Chad has done while he's at been at Royalwood that I think is important and will be something that we'll be able to continue going forward is the relationships that he's built with the community. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I think y'all have talked about this before, but with the school being here after Harvey, mm-hmm. um, Sheldon being here, um, but not just Sheldon. I mean, with the celebration of education mm-hmm. and backpack giveaway that we have here at the church, he's been able to build so many relationships in the community in the state even with our elected officials. And so I think that's really cool. Um, it is. It is. And we've had, Lord, we've had state representatives. We've had... Uh, the governor's wife. The governor's wife was here uh, for... That was that was for uh, the, the, the backpack, backpack giveaway, giveaway wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yes, the backpack giveaway. Uh, I mean, all of that stuff is amazing. And, I mean, that is another credit to you. And to me... You know, that's what a church should be. A church should be reaching out to the community. Mm -hmm. A church should be doing things for the homeless through Serve the City. We've we've had the opportunity to to give away meals. During Harvey, we were able to to feed people, to have supplies. I mean, the distribution center, all that stuff you guys have done. And it's just a massive amount of things and, and much more than I think people even realize that you guys have done. And I know that Angela, everything that, that we see you do, that Angela is behind you, beside you, making sure that, that all of that gets done and, you know, making sure that everything's done at home. And I know that now you guys have huge tasks ahead of you, not only with your job that you're about to take, but when you're moving somewhere else and you're trying to wrap things up and you're trying to sell a house. and It's a lot. It's it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I do not envy you guys for having to do trying all that to, stuff. to wrap up eight years somewhere and move a large family. It's a lot. Um, Chad, if you could, I know we're kind of getting close to our time here, but... I would like for you to share for other people that are in your position. This is one thing that I've always had a hard time understanding. I think a lot of people in ministry have a hard time being the number two, right? And if you're not watching this, that's air quotes because um, there's been so many things that you've led in. But something that just speaks to you, and you know, I, and I, you've even voiced this and said, "I'm not trying to come in here and and take over Royalwood. I'm not trying to come in and be the pastor." I mean, you said this 
and you lied a little bit because you guys are leaving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you had said, hey, we're here to support yeah. Pastor and, and his wife um, until. And, and I again, I joke. I mean, this is something that we're excited about from the standpoint of this is a God thing. The way this this all happened, uh, you know, the way that you guys are just coming full circle, all of that is a God thing. I think everything that's happened here has prepared you guys for what you're about to do. But I, I would like for you to speak a little bit about playing that role. And, again, I see guys all the time that it's like, They've they've got to be a pastor. They've got to figure out how to move forward. They've got to figure out how to move up the 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 kind of ladder, so to speak. And something that I've admired about you is you have said, "This is what I feel like God wants me to do," and I've come in and done that without aspiration. And and, it, and it's not because you're not motivated. That's the thing that's incredible. You are highly motivated. And again, I mean, we've called you the hat rack already. Uh, so you've, you know, put on multiple hats. You're constantly trying to pile more stuff on yourself. But how, how, do, you, how do you do that, and what is the secret to that? Um, well, that's a good question. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think maybe for me is I don't look at myself as the second man or the number two necessarily. Right. Um, I try to find uh, fulfillment in what I know that God has called me to do. Right. right. So early on after arriving here at Royalwood, uh, the, the Lord made it very clear to me that my calling was not specifically to the church body as much as my calling was to the leadership of the church, yeah. that my service was to the Macy's. And so, you know, obviously I, I guess I could have somehow morphed that into wanting to be something bigger or more. Right. But when you can find fulfillment in what God has called you to do, right? And I think the Scripture talks about making your calling and your election sure, you know, there was no doubt in my mind that that my entire purpose here was to serve the Macy's, and right. I was okay with that. Yeah. I was perfectly fine with that. Uh, and and your dad will tell you, I've told him many times, when he's out, I'm out, right? Yeah. Because I was called to them. If they're not here, then I have no role unless God changed that. So, and as we see, He does. Um, but you know, during that entire process, I was uh, very happy serving Pastor and Sister Macy because. That's what I was called to do. Well, you know, a scripture immediately comes to mind that a man's gift will make room for itself. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously what's happened for you. You you guys, both of you, have had a gift for doing that. And again, there has been no one that I've known in my lifetime that has been here at the church that, that I could say has done a better job, has been more loyal and you know, I've felt that. I think the church has felt that. And the support that you guys have given is just unprecedented. And and I know that, again, I think it's hard for or a challenge for some guys to be able to come in and go, 
I'm going to support here. I'm going to play this. And, you know, I know that sometimes it's difficult for your for our own aspirations to not get in the way. Obviously, leaders are always wanting to be better, to, mm-hmm. to move forward, to grow, to do all these things. But I've always admired the fact that you said, I'm, this is what I'm called to do, and I'm going to fulfill that role until God does something else. And then we've seen that happen. Well, and I don't think you have to seek promotion. I think if you, like Chad said, if you feel fulfilled in what you know God has called you to do and you do it with excellence and you, you give it your best, those promotions and those things come naturally. And we've seen that throughout our lives from where we started in ministry. Um, it just it's, it's a natural byproduct of serving with all your heart and right. doing it with everything that you can. Right. Excellent. Well, and you, I mean, you guys are the perfect example of that. And so, again, I want to thank you guys. We're excited to hear about what's going to be happening moving forward. I know that you're going to still be visiting here some. There's going to be some travel probably with your position mm-hmm. going around getting more support from everyone. So um, I want to thank you guys personally. I know that everybody that's watching this, everybody that's listening to this, you're going to get a chance to tell them goodbye to tell them how they've impacted your lives. But I want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on. Again, I know you are right in the middle of trying to get everything done that you need to get done. For those of you watching and listening, I want to thank you for your support. Make sure that you go in, become a friend on Facebook, Instagram, um, share, like, leave a comment. If you have something that you'd like for us to talk about, we'll, we'll try to fit that in. And make sure that you follow us Every Tuesday at 10 o'clock, we will be dropping a new podcast. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you soon.